everyone. Welcome to a wordy edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy and your bosom companion, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man whom I can sum up in just one word. Incredible. I said Incredible. I give you the Brent. Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for the compliment. That's very, very, uh, very uh, uh, correct of you. Yeah, you're out of your mind. So, <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> last week we spun the wheel. We made the deal, Brent, the big deal. And this week we'll be playing, bam, one word games, games whose title consists of just one word. That's right. One of them. Now, to spice up the uh, goings on, uh, the Brent decided we will also, not only will we pick one word games, but we pick one word games under a specific letter, which we'll get to that in a moment. But before we move into the land of games with one word titles, I'm going to pop quiz our viewers here in the chat and you at home uh, as we ponder this. Uh, can you name uh, some one-word games? When you think one-word games, what comes to mind, the Brent, for you? Frogger. I don't know why. Frogger. Okay. You know, it's for me, uh, when I think one-word games, there's only one true answer, and that's Crawl. <laughs> because Crawl contained the glaive. Also one word. Now, I've asked the chat to come up with some stuff, and holy smokes, around the gate, the dunk is here. He's came up with Turrican, Lemmings, Druid, Gauntlet, Walker, Galaxians, Metroid, Escape, Jetpack, Snooker, Ghostbusters. Wait, you skipped Frogger. Uh, <laughs> Hero, Spellbound, Alien, Hunchback, all good answers. Skyfox, Elite, Gyroscope, Rambo, Cauldron, Tapper, Zaxxon, Thanatos, Spin Dizzy, Paperboy, Thrust, Trailblazer, Iridium, Cobra, and Star Glider, all good ones. Uh, Paul Kitching has added Paradroid. Buck Owens with Jumpman. Frodo, NL. He's got Doom. I'm going to ones we, that we haven't seen. He's got Doom on here. Zool. Zool was in the running, by the way, this week. Wasteland, Worms, Valhalla. My God, I've seen enough of that game over the past couple months. <laughs> Pixels of Dawn kicks in Dizzy. Mr. Jarvis, Magazine Man, Mist. We got here. Mitsuyama kicks in with Contra. Twin B. You would think that doesn't seem like it'd be one word, but it is. Yet it is. <laughs> Wipeout, Tetris, Splatterhouse, Mappy, Mega Man, Metroid, and Pac-Man. Holy smoke, they're coming in loud and proud here. Screamer, which is, I'm sure, if you're watching at home, that's what you're looking at right now. Uh, Robocop, Snake from Mitsuyama. Uh, Paul Kitchen comes back in with Gulp. Picard with Commando. Pajaco with Frack. <laughs> That's one you don't hear every day. Z Z Sorry, Zalaga. Paco. Aller is not an actual game. Let, no, Aller counts. That, that, good for you, bud. And and Frodo kicks back in with Z Ziggurat and Zuma. All great titles, uh, the Brent. <laughs> now, Brent, while we're here... Now, Aaron, do you notice yeah. that a lot of people put Z names in there, but that's, not many P names? That's sort of what I was getting at, the Brent, because... Explain to the people uh, your special rule, the Brent Challenge, this week. Well, we we let chat choose two letters that we that we're going to represent the games that we had to choose a letter uh, to start with. Uh, Aaron was assigned Z or Z if you're anywhere except America, and uh, I was assigned P, as in Paul or Pocahontas. Now. Let me explain one other thing. That the chat screwed me. Purposely screwed me to try to give me a craft letter. I didn't get to choose. Brent sort of chose his letter, but I no. didn't get to. Yeah, you did. Don't give me that. You took too long. It's typical. Brent makes You're up like, the rules. You're like, what's a letter? And I was like, okay, we got to move this along. Brent, Brent makes up the rules, and then Brent breaks the rules. Because that's what the Brent does. So those were, our, those were the basis for uh, uh, the uh, event this week. Now, you may have heard, because someone reeled off about a million of these uh, earlier. Uh, in fact, it was, in fact, Frodo, who mentioned Zaxxon, Zul, Zork, Ziggurat, Zuma. These are all great Z titles. Uh, and I considered them all the Brent, uh, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, I wanted to do something. I thought to myself, listen, 
what's a what's a what's something that you like that starts with Z? All right. And so I thought of something from my childhood that I really enjoyed back in the day. And then I thought to myself, now that I've come up with a, with something, is there a game somewhere in ever in the history of time? This is how I picked this. Is there a game that would match up with the category? That's just one title. And I'll tell you that this particular uh, uh, IP has multiple titles that span the decades of gaming, right? But luckily for me, there was one game, just one game that fit the bill for this. I'm going to lead the dance this week, if I may, Brent, because I think we're all excited to see what I've picked. And from a letter Z, one word games, bam, it's Zorro. Everybody likes Zorro. He was awesome. Now, some people... I mean, I like Zorro, yes. But your choice was Boro. It was an awesome choice, and I'll tell you why. First of all, we get to talk about Zorro. Now, I don't know. I really don't know this. If Zorro is sort of something that's sort of limited to the North America region, or if it's something that's a a worldwide commodity. I guess he's worldwide. But uh, for those that aren't familiar with Zorro... Zorro was a character created way back in 1919 by a fellow named, named uh, Johnston McCulley. Uh, and he was a uh, basically a character that was set in the wilds, in the wilds of California, and it also delved down to Mexico. A masked vigilante, Brent. By the way, do you know what Zorro means? Batman. Incorrect. And you're dumb. Zorro is Spanish for fox. Why do you think that is? There's two reasons. One, Zorro is foxy. As I mean, he's like clever foxy. Also, Zorro's handsome. You know? So that that's why you get the cool name. Now, Zorro is has an awesome outfit. He wears black. He's got a cape. He's got sort of a black, uh, an all-black sort of a, a, a bandito-style cowboy outfit. But he's got a gimmick, one of those gimmicks where it's a, it's a, it's a it's a headscarf with a mask, right? And then on top of that, he's got this big wide brim hat. He looks awesome. And oh, by the way, he carries a fencing foil around too to hose suckers. A big carries a big a big uh, sword. So what's the scoop on Zoro? Why why is he even there? So again, based on the book, uh, Zoro would go around and he would basically right the wrongs. He was sort of like the Lone Ranger. Do you remember the Lone Ranger, Brent? Yeah, of course. I, I remember Zorro. What do you remember about Zorro? Because I mean, you, you're a lot younger than me, and you didn't probably didn't watch the shows and stuff from back in the day. He he marks his presence with a large. He cuts large Z's into things. That's true. That's I mean, that's all you remember. I mean, that's I mean, he, he he's he's a vigilante. He writes wrongs. He saves damsels. And that's, I mean, I mean, that's just that's the it, it the the classic. Uh, 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 shadow hero that goes around and does it. He hardly ever kills anyone. He, he more uh, will do things to disarm them or uh, uh, stealth most of the time. He's Pretty a big good. stealth guy. So get this. Tell me if this sounds familiar. And keep in mind 1919. All right, That's the year that Zorro was, came around. Zorro is an expert swordsman and an acrobat and an expert horseman. Okay, so Zorro also lives in a huge hacienda. His secret identity is Don Diego de la Vega. Okay, so Don Diego de la Vega is one of the richest people in California. Okay, he's got wad, wad, tons of wad. But this guy can't stand back and watch all these corrupt officials screw with his people. He's not letting that go down. So by day... He plays this foppish dupus of a guy, right? Such like yourself. But at night, that's when he Zorro's up and goes out and starts whooping that tail. A.K.A. this guy was totally ripped off by Batman in yeah, every way. I mean, <laughs> he's a, yeah. he's a Batman hosed. Batman, Batman <laughs> hosed his entire gimmick. The rich guy. He's, he, and the big difference between this guy and Batman is Batman's sort of this brooding guy whose parents were murdered, whole nine yards. I mean, Zorro's parents died, too. But you don't see Zorro whining about it. Zorro goes out there, and when he's out there fighting these bad guys, and they're and especially if you watch the old serials and stuff, the bad guys are always sort of these inept, dupacy types. Yeah. And Zorro gleefully goes after them. Like, there's the, he's not depressed about it. 
He can't wait to Z him up in the butt. He'll give him the old Z treatment. He bonks him on the head. He lets him run into stuff. Like, he hoses Zoro. Zoro hoses him over and over. And that's part of the fun because Zoro's having a good time. He loves doing it. He's swinging from ropes. He's kicking suckers in the face. He don't care. The original book that Zoro was in, The Curse of the Capistrano, sold more than 50 million copies. It's one of the all-time best-selling books. Did you know that? Probably not. Uh, he also has been in over 40 films, 10 television series, including the very famous, which I used to watch, Disney-produced Zorro from 1957 to 59, starring Guy Williams. I used to watch those because they were, on, they were on the TV a lot. So amongst the people that have played Zorro, you had Douglas Fairbanks. You ever heard of him? He's a big stud. Tyrone Power, Guy Williams. My, my personal favorite, the ever-tan George Hamilton played him. Anthony Hopkins, Antonio Banderas, all the big stars have played Zorro. He smacks around everybody. He's awesome. So, with all that in mind, you know yeah. if you get a if you get a character that awesome. Now let's talk about gotta, the game. You've got to have a game at least as awesome, if not more awesome. And here it comes. It's Zorro for the and I played the Atari uh, a computer version of this. Now this was released on multiple systems, including the Amstrad CPC, the Apple II, the C sixty four, and the ZX Spectrum. They all got ports because listen. Everyone likes Zorro. This tells me that Zorro is world famous because they got released on all these British machines. Uh, th uh, this was, of course, published in 85, November of 85 to be exact, uh, published by Datasoft and developed by Datasoft. Datasoft, uh, famous for uh, many titles back in the day, including 221B Baker Street about Sherlock Holmes, another brilliant, great uh, character from the past. A game called Alternate Reality, which was, I believe, that was done by the Bruce Lee guy. Of course, they did Bruce Lee. They did Canyon Climber. Brent, here's one of your favorites. They did Dallas Quest. Uh, that was another popular one. They did lots of uh, arcade ports as well, stuff like Dig Dug and Pac-Man. They did The Goonies. Uh, and they did Gunslinger and another game we covered on the show long ago, O'Reilly's Mine. So that data stuff was a pretty big deal back in the day. Now, uh, this was programmed by a fellow named J James Garon. Uh, James Garon did two of your favorite games. He did Sands of Egypt and Dallas Quest. Those were both his babies. Uh, it was, the graphics were done by Kelly Day. Kelly Day did a lot of graphics, including uh, the graphics for Dallas Quest, Brent, and Bruce Lee too, and Bruce Lee. So you may, with the same artist having done both, there may be some slight crossover. Okay, I will, I will admit that. <clears throat> so, what are you doing, Zorro? If I may read some of the tag information here. Uh, so, here you go. Team up with Zorro, Johnson McCulley's legendary mass crusader for justice and freedom. I love that. Fence your way through 20 scenes of mystery and danger. Travel back and forth. Between screens to reach your objective. Now, that's no joke. That's what we'll get to. Rescue a pretty senorita from the clutches of the wicked. Sergeant Garcia. He was the bad guy in all the old serials. Help Zorro search for crucial items that will enable him to reach the fort where the senorita is being held captive. So that's a little bit of the, of the flavor text on the back of this thing. And let me tell you something. The flavor text don't lie. Because this is a game where you will travel back and forth in search of objects. There's no doubt about that. So right away when you start this game, uh, you're treated with a uh, an interesting score that pops up. Uh, and I hope you like this score because it will play for the rest of your life. It's a never-ending score. Uh, it's not the best. I mean, I'll admit that, the Brent. It is not the best. But uh, it is, uh, it's catchy at first. The thing about it is you can turn it off, which is one of the first things I did. If you hit S... At least on the Atari, you can turn the sound off. Now, Zorro is very, very similar to Bruce Lee in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, Zorro runs. Not character-wise, game-wise. Game-wise, yes. Although character-wise, no, not really character-wise. They're character -wise nothing either. alike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Zorro will run across a, a large series of screens. This is a flip-screen action game. Uh, and Zorro is, of course, armed with his uh, foil or sword. And he runs across the screens, and what he, unlike Bruce Lee, for those that have played Bruce Lee, we should go into it, because th th these games are sort of married at the hip. 
Uh, in Bruce Lee, you play Bruce Lee, you're complete. You're hounded by two bad guys that show up on every screen, and they hound you. And they all you do is kind of, you usually don't even fight them. You sort of run away from them. But Bruce Lee is a game where you just get through it. You know, you're, there are a series of screens you must get past. There's a little bit of, of repeating screens, but for the most part, you're going through them, you know, one screen at a time. One screen will go into another screen, and you'll and you'll come back into it later, but it's not like you're continuously going back and forth. Apparently, they saw Bruce Lee and were like, listen, this game didn't have nearly enough going back and forth. And so in Zorro, in a sort of like a, 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 a Metroidvania style of gameplay, you'll repeatedly go back and forth across these 20 screens. Really, it's mostly back and forth across maybe five screens, uh, trying to uh, get to certain areas. Bruce Lee is puzzle-based, okay? And when I say puzzle-based, that's not entirely accurate because there are little puzzles you need to solve, but it's mostly like how figuring out how to get stuff-based. That's basically the way you go. So there are various elements of the game. Of course, like the box said, you've got to rescue the senorita, and she's held high on this tower at this fort. So this Zoro can't just climb up there and get her. He's got to go through a series of areas to gather the equipment he would need to get to the point where he can climb up to get to her. All right, sounds simple. It's not. Uh, amongst the things that he has to get are keys, bells, a branding iron, uh, all kinds of uh, weird, uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. And once he gets these items, just to climb up and get them, then you have to kind of go back to where you can use them. Oh, by the way, if you fall at any point, you've got to mostly start over, which is always fun. One thing about Zoro is he can fall from as high as he wants. Like, yeah, he no care. fall damage. Off the roof, no problem. Like, he, Zoro don't care. The problem is when you fall, the way the game is set up, it's one of those games where if you fall from a certain spot, you can't just sort of reach back up and go where you want to go. you got to completely start over and go all the way back around. And let me tell you something, brother. You're going to be going over the same areas a hundred times. Uh, and, and, uh, I'm not going to lie. I, it gets old quick, uh, man. I, it, it, it gets rather tedious. Um, the graphics on this are okay. I mean, they're nothing to write home about, but I think they do a fairly decent job of uh, giving you the feeling that you're at a fort or in a small, uh, a small Californian village. Uh, you, there are various uh, elements of ladders and places that Zoro can shimmy uh, a shimmy across and jump across. Sometimes, sometimes Zoro jumps rooftop to rooftop. The uh, game mentions lots of swashbuckling sword play as well. Now, if you've ever played a game like uh, uh, Prince of Persia, and this this also has something uh, resembling Prince of Persia gameplay in it too, uh, where Zoro has his sword and will and will have a sword play with various guards that walk around. Uh, how would you how would you rate the sword play in this, Brent? Dreadful. Well, I mean, there is something to it. Can uh, you lose? Is it well, possible to lose? You could lose. I've, I've, I mean, I guess. Did you I'm ever is, lose to a guard? No, I never okay. did. I don't think it's possible. Um, you when you fight these guards, but this is the only time your sword becomes active with the button, and you could just basically use the button to sort of thrust and parry and stuff. And when you dispatch a guard, there is a satisfying moment where he just basically turns into the little Z, which I always, uh, in my mind, I just assume Zoro gave him the old butt treatment with the Z and dispatched him. In fact, there's one uh, particularly clever bit where you have to confront a guard uh, on this ledge and you keep backing him up and backing him up until he falls off the ledge and he gets hooked on this big hook and he used his body weight to pull this other uh, a candle. Thing. He 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 falls onto a candle yeah. chandelier, a con- candelabra, that type of thing, or a, a chandelier, whatever it was. I wasn't to be honest, I wasn't sure. And also, I don't know why that chandelier was tied to a huge thing of boxes, but we'll let that slide because it was. There are also elements where you have to pick up bells and hang them. There's a particularly amusing element where there's a bull in your path, and you need to get a horseshoe. So you have to go and get a branding iron. And then once you get the branding iron, there's one of those, one of those gimmicks called that heat up the fire. You know a those forge? things. Uh, no, no, you know the the gimmick where bellows. you bellows. Bellows. That's it. You have to jump up and down these bellows with the uh, branding iron over this fire until it gets good and hot. Then you grab the branding iron, you brand the bullet. He sort of walks off. 
thought that was pretty clever. Those are sort of the kind of puzzles you're looking at in this. Uh, just, you know, lots of, there are keys, all this kind of stuff. Eventually, you go underground. I will say, uh, if you compare the underground levels to in this to the Bruce Lee levels, the Bruce Lee levels, are I thought, were more interesting. I like Bruce Lee, the gameplay in general. I found a more rewarding than this. I think this is better looking in a lot of ways. Uh, and I think Zorro they, is very well rendered. And you feel more like Zorro than you did like Bruce Lee in the Bruce Lee game. Because Bruce Lee, you really never fought anybody. It never mattered. Zorro dispatches suckers left and right with the sword. So I've always felt a little bit more like uh, Zorro fit the game fit Zorro a little bit better uh, than, than Bruce Lee did. But overall, I thought the fun factor in Bruce Lee was a, was a lot better. What were your initial thoughts and and, and on Bruce Lee when it came up, the gameplay? What did you think of this thing, the Brent? Well, I didn't play Bruce Lee. I played oh, Zorro. Excuse me, Zorro. Sorry. Now you can see how intertwined they are. Oh well, I you know style wise and platform feel wise the games are very similar but actual play wise they're incredibly different yeah because zoro is a is a puzzle platformer yeah yeah <clears throat> and, and it, it, i right. and i mean that as in you have to figure out when you get a new item you have to figure out where that item interacts with the environment to be used in the way that you want it to uh, I I don't want to kill this game, but there are elements of this game that have to be murdered, and the number one top element that has to go straight into the trash is sound design. This is the absolute worst sounding game I think I have played in years. Not only is the sound effects not good, they are distracting and and make you want to not play. Uh, can you turn the sound off? Yeah, but that's not the point. That's not the point. The sound loop for the music, I, how did that ever... It's short. I, who, whoever said this is good? I would I assume mean, it was it was hampered by the era, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I don't know why the sound no. runs the entire time. And then the, I know where you're going because it's not just the music. There are other things in the game that are perpetually annoying as well, and they sound annoying. The bells come to mind. Yes. Now, <clears throat> uh. I I was able to get, I think, two items, two or three items, I can't recall now, in their proper place. Oh, that, uh, I got way more than that. Well, I, I did not turn off the sound. I tried to endure... Uh, <laughs> And it just will grind on you. Now, I did watch a complete playthrough, and uh, because also I got very confused on what items you could and couldn't get at the time that they were uh, on screen. Uh, for example, there's a boot that is up in like a, uh, a tower. Yeah, and I thought. That that should be something I can get her to. No, not early. You know, you you see all of the platforms, and they look like things that you can climb up to and get to. So I spent a great deal of time trying to do that, uh, only to watch the playthrough later to find out that is a much later in the item. Yeah, game. that's way late in. Uh, yeah. Well, now here's the thing, though. Something that needs to be noted: the items, the game is not static. Items will appear at different times. Uh, well, maybe I should back up. There is one room where you get a key, and that key unlocks a door, and behind that door is an item. The item is not static, meaning sometimes there might be the branding iron there first thing. So the very first thing you have to do is get the branding iron Go brand the bull so he'll run off and you, it clears that path. Sometimes it might be uh, a bell and you have to do the bell path first. So I, I do applaud that so that you can't just, uh, you're not, it's a little bit different game every time you play it. I mean, the bell always goes to the bell location, but you might get it first, second, third, fourth, which I think's good. Uh, it adds a bit of variety to the game that otherwise wouldn't be there. Uh, so that good aspect of the game. Another horrible aspect of the game, 
I have a larger vertical than Zoro does. His jump is so dreadful. It I, doesn't even make sense. I don't agree with you on that. I, I didn't have any trouble with jumping him. No, the, it, it just it worked just like there was. He had plenty of of leaping skills to get where he needed to go. No, I have, I, almost every time to make any gap that you were supposed to make, you had to jump straight up in the air first, land, and then jump to the left or jump to the right. Well, that and, no, that's but that's part. I mean, that was the same way in Bruce Lee. It, it's but exact, that's that's annoying. That's that's not a, that's not nothing to do with his jump ability. That's just that's the if you're going up a ladder or something, when you get to the top, you almost always jump. No, that's not what I'm talking mm. about. When you get to a platform and you're trying to span a gap. It is very difficult to get that leap correct. Most of the time, you have to edge up to the, to the lip, jump straight up, and then jump across. Also, he bounces off of couches and, and underwater balls and uh, bulls, all this stuff. And he use them, uses them like trampolines. That's, that's dumb. Why is Zora Why? doing that? No, I, I I hate that kind of crap. But he would do that kind of crazy stuff on the show. The couch is four and times larger than, than Zorro. I is. will say, the one thing about the couch I didn't like, and there's an area where you have to get jump on this couch to get to this next level. Over land. and over and over. It's centrally located where you have to do it a lot, and it takes a while, and it does break up. There's a lot of that. Hey, listen, the level design of this is not the best, uh, and a that's one of the main reasons. There All are the almost no threats in the game. You have to look for ways to die. Well, as you get through However, more stuff. <clears throat> how no, I, I watched the whole game. I understand how it works. However, the places where you can die, for example, uh there's an underground like lake area where you have to bounce on balls. It and it's kind of like this tricky platforming crap because you have to fall at the perfect height right on these balls, and if you fall too far to the left or right. You can't restart. You just die. Uh, that's dumb. That's dumb. I don't mind that the guards aren't a threat because Zoro is supposed to be a master swordsman. You walk up to him. You clang with him for a little bit. You hit the button. You feel like you're doing something. Uh, and, and you slice him up good times. I don't have a problem with that. But having pitfalls either make it a part of your game or don't make it a part of your game. <laughs> I don't mind having to do a platforming section to venture forth into the game, but when you have one section, it's like two screens where if you fail the platform and you die, that doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of things like that just made me not like this game. I thought I thought overall it was a decent title. I'll be honest. With you. Now, I think it's a 4 out of 10. I think if you like if you like Zorro, this actually has a good enough Zorro feel that you should check it out. Yeah. If you didn't like Bruce Lee, the, the controls, don't check this out. It's not worth emulating. The graphics are fine. Put Turn the sound off immediately. Don't suffer like I did. Yeah, that, uh, I will agree with that. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to pay you for this one. I'm uh, uh, Listen, I'm not going to bury this like Brent. I think there's I think there's fun to be had here. You've also got to keep in mind it was nineteen eighty five. So a lot of this stuff they were forging new ground and a lot of this stuff because these flip screen adventure games, it's not like there were tons and tons of these things out. And this is a pretty I mean, as far as these goes, it's a large game. It's much it's much larger yeah. than Bruce Lee. It'll take you a long oh, yes. beat. I didn't come anywhere near a beat. I didn't get to the underwater ball section. I didn't get to that part. I barely got underground. It's difficult. But well, I, mean, see, once you... I think that was because I had a certain item that put me under there quicker. Yeah. Or the need to go under there quicker. Because it's you can go to that on like the second screen if you want to. Yeah, I I, I, I never went down I never went down to that area. Uh but I did see some people doing it. Yeah, the, I like like I said, I like that element of the game where it sort of switches it up. It's a fun game. The thing that kills it for me though, and it kills it this sort of game for me. It, today is I just don't like running back and forth over the same area over and over and over, and you'll be doing that a lot. And that's one thing you, Bruce Lee was not as bad about that. Like I said, shorter game, but you get less bored of it. Um, it should be noted that there is a uh, a cassette version of Zorro, and there's a disc version. If you come across the cassette version, uh, it will have less screens. Uh, they it was smaller. 
and which I read, uh, it's uh, the the difference is the tape release is a single load and is limited to 64K. So I don't know what exactly has been left out, but there has been some stuff left out. Also, I want to mention that I, uh, I did look this up on Atari Mania to get the uh, scoop. This was serial number 1490. And according to Atari Mania, the rarity level of this is six. So it's not mega rare. Uh, believe it or not, I found some reviews of this, the Brent. Um, the people at Moby gave this four out of five stars. A very good rating. Of course, that's a modern rating. The guys at Atari Mania gave it 6.2 out of 10. Now, for some contemporary rate, uh, uh, reviews, I went back uh, it, on Atari Magazine. This is a German publication. Gave it four out of six. And if I may quote, uh, the action described in the instructions actually only consists of running and climbing action, as we already know from many other programs. The fights that occur now and then are not worth mentioning. Zoro is certainly not a great program. You don't have to have it. That was the uh, that was the German slant. Another German magazine, ASM, gave this a 3.75 out of 10. They really bury it, if I may quote. Uh, from a graphical point of view, Zoro is a perfect normal scaffolding game, which apart from recognizable character of the hero, has no special character. The Avenger of the Disinherited fights against tyranny and social injustice. Zoro is a sloppy warrior who, like Tarzan, hops from place to place. Zoro is a game of medi mediocrity. Zoro is without good sound. Zoro is boring. Zoro is tired. They murdered this game. <laughs> Listen, not not popular in Germany. I can tell you that right now. I would, I would avoid. Uh, <clears throat> lastly, I did look this up on the eBay, the Brent. There are none available currently, but get this. Five days ago, a copy of Zorro in the box, and by the way, the Zorro box copy that they sold was a flip disc version that had the C64 on one side and the Atari version on the other side. Sold, this is sold, mind you, for $100. So someone paid 100 bucks for this. Now, if you're interested in just getting the disc, you could get it for $11, uh, but I would hold out for the box. I wasn't the box is attractive. Uh, Good-looking box, uh, so if that's your bag, uh, you'd be in business. But I don't know if I'd pay a drop a hundred bucks on it. Even me, and I love I love me some Zorro. So no chance. I will say I think they captured in some of this game. They do capture the fun of Zorro, the wacky stuff Zorro does, the bull, the couch, uh, that stuff. His Zorro lets prisoners out. That's the kind of stuff Zorro would do. You know, so it's, it's I think they actually capture the character of this and this better than they capture Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee. But I don't think this is as good a game as Bruce Lee. I saw what they were... They wanted something more complex, and they did it, but it's not necessarily a better for it. Uh, so that was my look at Zorro. I would check it out. I think it's kind of neat, and it was a lot of fun, but it wasn't the most fun I've ever had. Okay, now, moving on, Brent. You really surprised me here with your choice and your system. You're sort of... You're, you're inferring... You're going into my turf here, my friend. What did you pick? And Tell us what your letter was. I was tasked to find a game with the letter P, uh, and there are quite a few out there. Yeah, but I wanted to do. I wanted to dig deep and find find a game I personally had never heard of. Uh, so I went down the list of P named games for which there are obviously hundreds, and I stopped on the Amiga release of a game called Premiere. Now, Aaron, Premiere was only released in Europe for the Amiga system. It also came out two years later on the uh, CD32, but we're not going to talk about that because we should never talk about that. I played that version, by the way, so I can get I apologize. <clears throat> this was 1990 re 1992 release by Core Design, published it. Uh, the developer was the eighth day. Now, Aaron, Core obviously released tons of Amiga stuff yeah. uh, from the uh, 92 to about 95. They were very active. They had a few uh, big hits in uh, Chuck Rock uh, and a few not so big hits in games like Cyberpunk. Uh, not that Cyberpunk, the one from 1993 that was a shoot, uh, a multi scroll uh, screen shooter up shoot them up but they also 
put out Premiere. And like I said, this was developed by The Eighth Day, a studio I had never heard of before. Yeah, and me either. For good reason. They released two games uh, prior to Premiere. They released uh, Doll and Doll 2. Which, which we was, covered. We covered one of those on the Amigos. Yeah, it's an isometric yeah. role-playing game. Uh, and then they made Premiere and fell off the planet. Mm. I searched long and far to see what happened with these guys, and they were just gone. And they have so many pages that that kind of have blurbs of what they games they developed, and most of them are wrong. Uh, it's it's really sad that these games th- these guys made two maybe not commercially successful but critically successful games, and then they just literally fell off the planet. So today we're talking about Premiere came on three discs. Uh, and it is a platforming game with a fun premise. Uh, you play as a film editor, and as you're you're doing your job and you're reviewing these films, uh, editing them up, you know, cutting it frame by frame the way they did back in the olden days, someone comes and steals all of your films. Six films you've been working on for with the studio and they, they come and steal them while you're sleeping on the job and you wake up and your boss calls you and it's like, Hey, where's the films? And you're like, Oh crap, they're gone. And you have to go and find them. The way the game plays is you go onto the film's movie set and you are not only on the stage of the movie, but you also go through doors and it takes you, behind the scenes of the movie. You know, so you're walking on the scaffolding or you're walking on uh, the platforms that, it, you know, shows all the wood and all of the different lights and behind-the-scenes stuff, which I thought was just brilliant. Each movie that you're trying to capture has its own scene, its own world. Uh, for example, you start out in the Wild West, mm. So all the enemies are Wild West theme. You've got your sheriffs. You've got your your uh, uh, tumbleweeds and cacti, and they're all so beautifully animated. They're rich in color. Lots of nice frames of animation. The character you play as really looks really nice. Well animated. Uh, all of the scenes make sense. You know when you're behind the. St- scenes it feels like you're behind a a movie set and when you're out in front it has really good feel and that follows through with many of the levels uh all the different collectibles that you would get during the game are also themed to the stage that they're on so you're not going to be picking up uh you know some kind of like axe weapon for the medieval or in the Wild West scene, your weapon in the Wild West scene is sticks of dynamite. So they go really far to keep that kind of feel throughout the entire game. The one thing that makes their platforming unique is it's multi-tiered, multi-planier, planier. That's a that's exactly that's exactly it. Uh, normally, you will have two planes you can walk on. One that's a little bit in the background and one that's a little bit in the foreground. And if you are in the background plane and an enemy is in the foreground plane, for the most part, you won't interact with each other. Some enemies do multi-planar attacks, uh, and those are usually stationary enemies. And you can move freely by hopping back and forth into the planes. So if you need to go up a staircase... You can always just hop into a back plane and walk up the stairs. It's a nice little touch. Uh, it does cause some problems. There are times when you uh, can't be sure a platform you're jumping to, if it's in the foreground or the background. But for the most part, it's a good gimmick that holds up really well. The sound in this game, Aaron, holy cow, off the charts. 
Now, this is one of those games where you are either going to be listening to the music or you're going to be uh, listening to the sound effects. I'm sorry, John. It's just the way it is. Uh, and you're going to never turn on those sound effects. You are going to be listening to this music because it's incredible. It drives the entire game, unlike mm. Zorro that had that horrible five frames of repetitiveness. This is always jamming, and it's big, long, meaty tunes that are just fun to listen to. Aaron, before I, I, I get a little bit deeper into it, what did you think about Premiere, and how far did you get into the game? Well, you, did, uh, you didn't say anything really much about You didn't explain how pretty the opening is. It really is a, a cartoon level of, of an opening animation. I thought that was clever. Yeah, the cinematic's fun. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed that. It's well, it's definitely well drawn, and it's cute. Uh, I, the premise of the game I, I like. Uh, I, you know, the fact that you're going back to get these reels, you're going to different movies. Um, listen, I I, I don't want to kill us before you get into it, but I didn't like this game that much. And the there are a couple main reasons. One of the biggest reasons is the the old. I call it the old uh, uh, Fatal Fury gimmick, the jumping back and forth between the foreground and the background. That is that talk about killing the momentum of the game and just basically making it slow. This game is incredibly slow, and part of the reason is you're shifting back and forth, back and forth in between for in between the uh, foreground and background. You have to do it with this kind of weird joystick button combo to get the to, to get it it's to work. Down and button. Yeah, I don't like it. I didn't like that. Uh, the uh, uh, the platforming in this. I mean, listen. The 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 uh, your guy. I think your guy's name is Guy or something like that. The guy's well drawn. Clutch. He uh, he his hair flops around. You know, he looks like he's in a, uh, not a happy mood. He it almost looks like the whole game. He looks like he's on the, his way to do something he hates, which makes sense. He just looks like he's pissed off <laughs> the whole time, which I didn't prove. I appreciate that. I like the animation of the guy. But, I mean, and the backgrounds, they're okay. It's funny how uh, they snuck in ads for some of their other games. I thought that was kind of funny. I like when games do that. And there were certain elements. I ended up, I played every level. I did find a... Uh, a what? I, I, I played every level. And I you saw cheated. every boss battle. Because I had a, you, I got a cracked version. Okay, you cheated. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. Well, I want to see every level. Uh, the, some of the levels are better than others. Uh, but... Uh, the, here's my thing, the, the Brent. Uh, uh, the, I don't like. I didn't like the planier jumping. All right, and I also just think it's just a pedestrian title. I mean, there's nothing. I'm not saying it's garbage because it's not. Uh, I, by the way, I always play with sound effects. Uh, that's just me. I mean, I, I, the music's good. I heard some of it, but I mean, I usually play with sound effects. Uh, but uh, I don't like that either. By the way, that you that you. That I hate making that choice. Uh, but. Uh, uh, I just thought it was a pedestrian. I mean, it was another sort of run-of-the-mill Amiga platforming game. It didn't, with the exception of the thing, it did bring the thing I didn't like to the table, which is the planier jumping, doing it out of the, of the foreground. But aside from that, it was just as generic as generic could be. I will say it does have boss battles at, at the end of every level, which I'll let you get into. I don't want to steal your thunder on that. So I'll give it points for that. And there are certain elements of the different levels that I liked, uh, particularly in the Egyptian level, where the hieroglyphics will attack you on the wall. I thought that was pretty cute. I thought that was kind of funny. And they were, and that, I liked the animation on the hieroglyphics, too. I mean, clearly the people that put this together had a lot of graphical jack. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't put together by a bunch of ham and eggers. These guys knew how to make things look good, look nice. You know, so there's, I mean, there's some things here to like. I will say that. Now, carry on. You, sir, are an idiot. It. I don't wow. mind that you don't like the game. All right. But to, to say that this is just your ho-hum, run-of-the-mill, generic platformer is an insult. They took so much time and care to make all these levels so thematic that it's off the charts. You don't like the planer thing, that's fine. And the planer thing could have been done better if there were more buttons involved. There sh it would have been nice to have had a button to, to change planes. 
they're doing at the best they can with the limitations of the Amiga uh, joystick in that regard. However, this is an absolute must-play, if nothing else, for all the boss battles. And I don't want to I don't want to spoil too many of them, but I'll tell you, I'll explain what I'm just so you understand what I'm saying. On the Wild West boss battle, you don't just fight a boss, right? You actually go into a gun duel with the final boss who has the film container. And it's literally you are on one side of the screen and he's on the other side, and you have to watch his hands when when he draw starts to draw his pistol. You have to hit the button and shoot him first, and you do that a few times, uh, and then you score the kill and get past the level. It's stuff like that that makes this game a way, way above and beyond so many other of the admittedly generic platformers that the Amiga has. You can really tell that these people had something in mind and worked hard to get to where it is. Also... This music in this game is incredibly good. Uh, the sound effects, sure, they're okay too. Yes, it sucks that they couldn't have done both. It That, again, limitation of the platform they were working with. Uh, but the music on this, it's worth just going and listening to the music. It's so good. And each stage has its own theme, and it's very detailed and fits the environment in which you're playing in. To say that this is just a run-of-the-mill platformer is such... I, I, I don't even... What is a good platformer in your mind? I have to know. Let me just say this. I don't think the theming's that bad. I just, I'm just i talking about the actual game. You went on about the sound, you went to graphics, all that, but I mean, let's talk about the game. It's slow. It's very slow. It's not slow. slow. It's, 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 I'm just, I'm just going to tell you, it, I think it's boring. I don't think it's fun. I don't like moving back and forth. I don't think there's anything here that we haven't seen hundreds of times. I mean, the boss battles, I've, I've played, I've got to at least try every boss battle, including the really bizarre one with the devil. and, and the Yeah, uh, don't spoil it. I, I'm that's, not, I thought I it was a neat one. Uh, uh, listen, these games are old. I can spoil them if I want to. They're old. That's what we're here for. We're going to spoil no, crap out of because these them. people, Aaron, if they're listening, they can hear my voice. They can see me on the screen. Oh, they need to go and find this game and play it. You want them to put their hand on the screen to touch yours, intertwine on spiritual level. Get that out of this here. Is the type, Aaron, this is the type of game that this show is made for. Here, oh, by the way, yes. you can buy a boxed version of Premiere for 11 bucks if you're in the UK. 24 shipped if you're here in America. Priced appropriately. Please go do it. Priced appropriately. I thought this was an incredibly good, detailed platformer. Now, are is it fast? No, it's not made to be fast. It's not. It's not Sonic. Okay. This no, it's is, not. This is an Amiga style platformer. Means the jumps are difficult. The enemies are numerous. You have limited ammo that you have to pick up along the way. And I personally am not a huge fan. Of the of the Amiga style platforms, I think they're too hard. I think this game is too hard. Also, this game does not have a password system, which is absolutely sinful. Uh, six stages; they expect you to go through it all the way through the game in one setting every time. Shame on you for that. Of course, this is also the uh, age of trainers and of cheat codes. Thank which God. this game has both of. So it, you know, I'm going to give them a little bit of a pass on it, but it still should have had passwords. This game is not a one hit and you're dead unless you fall in a pit, which very, very rarely happens. Often when you fall, you're just falling to a lower platform. You have a life system in this game. You get like six hits before you die. And the game is very generous with health. But it is still a very difficult game. I am baffled, baffled that you did not like this game. Yeah, I am just stunned. Further, I, look, I, it makes me question if you know what a good platformer listen, is. Listen, you're you're out of your mind. All right, you're out of your mind. This thing's slow, plodding. It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but in terms of gameplay, it's it's just no fun. 
That's my problem with it. I didn't find this fun. I didn't find it fun to play. I didn't find it fun to run around with the guy. I thought it was, I just think that they, it's the gameplay elements are generic. They're real generic. I can't help you. That's just the way it is. It didn't do it for me. The, uh, uh, the, the levels are incredibly long. They're way too long. That's something else. Why did it have to be so they freaking long? They have checkpoints. They have checkpoints. They're still too long. That's There's another only six problem levels with, in the game. That's another Amiga uh, issue that we talk about all the time on the show. They're, they're, the levels, they made these levels too freaking gargantuan. But too long. This, this doesn't have any forced collectibles. It doesn't have, you don't have to beat all the level in one go. There are several checkpoints along the way uh, that if you do die, you go back to. I it think, does, it does have switches, but I personally didn't run into any switches that I didn't understand what they were being used for. Uh, unlike, say, like gods. Do you like gods, Aaron? I do like gods, yes. Do, so you think this game is worse than gods? Yes, yes, I do. I like gods more. No. Uh, no, but, you're and, and I will say, this both, game is gods so isn't everyone. Boat doesn't like gods either. Listen, you got to understand something. I'm not burying this, okay? It is a, I would say it's a very pretty average platform game on the, no, on the system. This is one right? of the best like, the Migas has to offer. This is a C this is a C plus game in my opinion. You're insane. Did you, and did, I'll did tell you, you this any, right now, Aaron. Yeah. Reviewers of the day yeah. also feel you're insane. I'm not looking at the Amiga the C D thirty two version. It came out several years later and it and by that point it, the the peak of Amiga style platforming had already come and gone. Also you know, it's just a that's a different game, different system. But for the one that came out for the Amiga computer, let's run down the scores real quick. Uh, let's see, <clears throat> the lowest score is eighty two or eighty one. We got eighty one, eighty five, uh, eighty nine, ninety two. So they're saying this is upper tier game. I 100% agree with that assessment. I, I think the game could have easily been a Super Nintendo game, and I, that is not something I say very often about Amiga platformers. I think extra buttons would have served this game really well. It is a shame this stayed in Europe and did not travel the world. It is that good. You have to look this game up. If you have any love for Amiga platformers, you will be so happy that you did. Please look it up. You will see more of what you've seen before. I'm not going to lie. And by the way, uh, I, I think 81, 79, that, I'd say that's where I would put it. Somewhere in that no, no, no one gave it a 79. 81 yeah. was the lowest. That's what I'm just saying. I would not. 88 this average. Is a, this is a solid C title. No more, no less, in my opinion. So, with all that said. You were... I, we're going to have to move on because yeah. I will just go, 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 segue. <laughs> Don't You're get so flustered. wrong. Let's see what we can come up with next week, the Brent. It's time for the wheel. <laughs> so, this week, the Brent, maybe you'll have better luck next time. I've added a couple new pieces this week. Uh, for starters, Comment, we've added... people. Comment we've added, below the video if you've played this game. We've added superhero games, Brent. Uh, I brought zero to the table. Yeah, I, 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 uh, who, who was a superhero? Suggested by Rob Flack O'Hara. And we've also added to the uh, to the uh, gimmick here, MSX Computers is our Retro Rewind piece. The old MSX, Brent. Are you prepared? Yeti level good. Listen. Premier was Yeah, Yeti I agree with that. Good. Yeti level good. Let it go, Brent. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And the winner is... Oh, no. Oh, no. It's happened. It's the chat. It's the chat choice, everybody. Chat choice. Brent, tell the people what that means. Chat, pick a system or a, or a, a type of game. While they're picking, and I'm going to let you guys fight amongst yourselves over there. Let's While we're waiting for that, I want to talk quickly, uh, Brent, because the time draws near uh, for the big event. Bam, it's Amigathon 2021. It will be happening as everyone uh, comes together at the boat's basement 
uh, for Amigathon 2021 coming to us July 24th, just in a few short weeks, the Brent. It's going to be a great happening. It's going to be Amiga Bill. Dan and Ravi are going to be there. Kim Justice is going to have video. Tinmark, our good buddy Doug, will be there. Control Reese will be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. 12 hours of hot, hot, incredibly hot Amiga action to raise money for the Children's Miracle Network. For very important uh, that we raise some funds for these kids. Could do it for the children. That's what I always say. And 100% of the money raised goes directly to the charity. Everything goes straight to them. Please uh, go over to Amigathon.com. You can go ahead and start putting in your pledges today, uh, if you wish. We've already raised over $1,000, the Brent. And it's going to be great. Uh, make make some money for the kids and have a good time with your Amiga. It'll be 12 hours of Amigathon, followed by a second 12 hours of Amigathon from various streamers that are going to get on the act, including Rob Flacco O'Hara, uh, David Z from the Wild World, Wide World of Retro, and uh, Stephen Stroh from the Coco Talk Show. We'll all be involved with more to be announced. Pretty exciting. Are you excited about that thing, the Brent? Yeah, I am. Now, we are going to turn to our chat to see what they've ultimately come up with. Gentlemen, ladies, what are we going to be doing next week? Let's look at these. Brent, Aaron, I, I need, I'm going to pull out the random number generator. Okay. So that's and how we're going to play it there, the old random numbers? Okay. Yeah, because they're, uh, everyone is all over the place, and I like that. That's, that's good. There's a lot of good suggestions in here. I'm not going to lie. So Brent will randomly pick one of your chat suggestions. Games? The parents hated games that who and who suggested that one? The Brent that is a Hermsky suggestion. Okay, games the parents hated games that parents hated. I like it. Yeah, I that's like a that. Good, one. good choice. Good choice. A good choice. They were all good choices. By the way, Brent, write all those down. We may turn all those into wheel pieces uh, at some point because I saw a lot of good things in there, except for that Barbie stuff. Get that out, uh, Brent. Uh, we'll be back next week. Any announcements uh, that you mentioned to me? You wanted to mention a few names before we close this thing up? Yes. Uh, we have a new supporter. Very, very exciting. Uh, Kevin Bean. Thank you. You will make the video next week. Unfortunately, I got caught a little short with uh, Computer Club last night. But Kevin Bean, our newest supporter. And Aaron, with that supporter. Yes. He... In it, along with all of his Patreon brethren that we call supporters, that we love so near and dear, close to our heart, has pushed the total above our pledge goal for a brand new show. Uh, this is going to be a once-a-month show, completely different from our others. Uh, I'm not going to go into it real in-depth uh, here on the show. We're probably going to hold that back for uh, our, our in our Discord and to our Patreons and Anchor supporters. But the show itself will be released to the general audience. So a little something special from Aaron and I for all of your wonderful and, and such heartfelt support to the show. Yes. Thank you very much. It will not be the Battle Chess show, Picard. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know. That could be kind of no, cool. No, we're not doing that. Oh. <laughs> All right. And with that, of course, that this is note, the guy that hated premieres. So that's there you true. Go. Listen, avoid premiere at all costs. Okay. At this point, we'll take this thing to the house. Brent, always a pleasure. I'll, I'll, I'll always enjoy the respectful banter that we've exchanged back and forth in a playful manner. Uh, you're a heck of a Texan and a hell of a man. Until next week, everyone, stay safe and have a good time. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Hello to our YouTube subscribers and our Twitch followers. A special thank you to Duncan Styles for our vector graphics and Bartbit for an amazing closing theme. Want to help keep ARG spinning for as little as a dollar a month? You can do so at our new Patreon at patreon.com slash ARG Presents. Just like these fine folks, Ram, WVetke, Rolo, Olaf Hope, Anthony Jarvis, Terry Howard, Gary Heather, John Schaller, The Slow Morris, Frodo NL, Steve Rackmason, Bernhard Lucas, Chris Folds, 
Mitsuyama, Jason Warrant, Rob Black O'Hara, Andy Craig, Dave Velociraptor, Retroology, Hermsky, John Dykeman, Jerry Dennington, Z9K9, and Mr. B. Don't want to explain another credit card bill? That's okay too. You can help us out by leaving us a positive review on Spotify or Apple iTunes. Have an idea for a wheel piece? Email it to us at argpresents at mail.com. We film live every Sunday, 10 a.m. EDT on Twitch. Hope to see you there.